Morning. First thing Friday so time for fix. My weekly newsletter. This is the audio version, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. You can read the original with all the links at addictivelondon.com. Fix Friday December 16th. Some debate over whether I went too early with soulful Christmas bit now is definitely the time. Enjoy the music and the break and I am back in January. Merchant. Last orders for Fast Last Mile? Am I ever going to write much more on Fast Last Mile? All the VCs extolling new behaviors and offering cash have gone, along with the street teams who blanketed key urban areas offering incentives to sign up to the latest entrant. This post on the food delivery apocalypse chronicles the struggles of the remaining players around the world. One less familiar brand is German-based Flink, their CEO being quite bullish here, despite their Austrian business going bankrupt. With contracts with, and investment from, Reway in Germany and Carrefour in Paris they seem quite well positioned. With their takeover of Gorilla closing the getter CEO is being bullish too. The superfast grocery delivery industry will steadily grow for many years to come and Getter will lead this category it created seven years ago. Sifted have a good angle on the deal. The primary motivation for Getter to buy gorillas, say sources close to the speedy grocery industry, is to get hold of its dark stores, valuable assets in cities like Paris and Amsterdam where local governments are looking to prevent any more from opening and even shut down existing sites. Whilst most high streets are full of empty stores, the tight urban areas where FLM will thrive have strong retail scenes, so sites can be hard to come by. The froth is gone but I agree the market can still grow, but they face fierce competitors, pure plays like GoPuff and the takeaway players like Deliveroo, Uber Eats. The partnerships Deliveroo has makes them look strong, but once the market's true economics become clear, what stops Tesco or Carrefour taking the business in-house and keeping all the margin? I think the winners in this field will need to have to access to stock from significant grocery players, rather than their own supply chain. Merchant Media Within the true economics of Fast Last Mile a key jigsaw piece is merchant media revenue. Whilst all the significant players in online grocery shopping and delivery are active in merchant media, it's much less developed in FLM. As companies feel more secure, getting their media play right must be a top priority. The combination of instant gratification and real-time attribution could be a huge opportunity. Anyone looking for advice could do worse than reading the latest thinking from two good friends. The seven challenges for retail media in 2023 is full of smart thinking and advice. As an example of just how seriously brands are taking this opportunity look at Pepsi. At the recent Tesco event I mentioned last week, two of their senior marketing execs shared how they are managing the space. As part of this effort, PepsiCo has appointed a retail media champion within its brand's marketing teams, whose role is to ensure the channel remains a constant area of focus for the organization. It doesn't really matter where they fit within the organization, but somebody who's going to see the landscape, see everything that's going on, bring the right people to the table, and, connect the right dots as part of that, Ridgeway explained. Another focus area has been embedding retail media within PepsiCo's marketing processes. In campaign planning, that means considering its role early in the planning cycle rather than at the very end. Meanwhile, in its partnerships with retailers, including Tesco, the team is leaning in on new ways of working and determining how to partner best, not only from an operational perspective but also a strategic point of view. Friction. The FT report desperate online sellers feel the pain of closing the deal, suggesting conversion is a challenge, but traffic is a challenge too. That helps explain why overall page views at 250 global retail brand websites tracked by Kibo are down more than 7% year-on-year. In continental Europe the drop is double that. But now I can buy on Instagram or TikTok what do shopper want from brand websites? 
Anna Angelic thinks most brands get it wrong. Retailers need to stop treating their websites as hubs of their customer experience journey and as centerpieces of their sales efforts. I think there is some truth here but brands must avoid the tropes of e-commerce, a soulless grid of SKUs. The aggregators do that so brands must find a way to show their products in a way that captures the excitement and enables the sale. London's quietest department store is to close. This is a great explanation of why Fenwick's has passed its sell-by date. Newf. Have you seen much promotion for the new cheaper Netflix option? Do you know anyone who switched? No me neither. So they can't have that many customers. Which means they don't have a whole lot of inventory to sell. Which means they are refunding agencies. To be fair, few are that surprised and it's all being down amicably. But it makes it harder for Netflix to get the premium pricing they seek. This is a good take on how Amazon is changing sports in the US. When Amazon Prime streaming service delivered 15 million viewers for an exclusive NFL game, more, and younger, than via traditional pay TV on NFL Network the same Thursday, week 2, last season. The impact? As a result of this Amazon revolution, sports fans who were once largely anonymous, with no direct relationship with the broadcaster, league or team, are suddenly, continuously and personally connected. The best bit of clever TV I saw this week was on C4. At 8.30 Waitrose somehow got a 30-minute show all about their preparations for Christmas. A wonderful example of advertiser-funded programming. I and chat GPT. Everyone now recognizes the importance of this new generation of AI tools and the explosion of experimentation has inspired some smart thinking. The launch of chat GPT has triggered more. Benedict Evans has written a good piece and also taken part in a good podcast on the same subject. The latest Colossus podcast does a good job of explaining what's going on. The State of AI in 2022 and a Half Decade in Review, McKinsey. The FT look at the ethics in chat GPT is less wowed by itself than we are. More deep thinking from Ian Leslie on the struggle to be human and Troy Young looks at the possible impact on media. Loyalty in Web3. Too much of our business is binary. It's either digital or traditional, brand or performance, media or creative. And of course it's always both. But with acquisition or loyalty, the received wisdom is to focus on new customers. From Barone to Benet the experts say money should go on chasing fresh meat. Which happens to suit the mass market media owners who often provide the platform for so many pundits. This Bain exec argues the opposite. When an organization prioritizes retaining long-term customers, those delighted customers often then become an influential marketing arm that powers exponential success and increased earnings. Well Net Promoter Score would say that? But even better evidence is to look at Starbucks. With a store close to your home or work, you are either a customer or not. The prospect of finding some new customers, fresh to the brand and ready to close the door on Costa, seems a little optimistic. But turning an occasional customer into a more regular one, doesn't seem that hard? One more day could lead to significant volume. This strategy has been a major factor in the success of Starbucks and we used to do a whole workshop on their strategy and how they make it work but they are now taking it to a new level with Odyssey, a program that combines the loyalty work they do so well with the plumbing of Web3 to make it run seamlessly. This thread is a great insight. Next. I think we'll look at trends when all the reports start appearing in the new year. But there are clear signs of big changes in 2023. AI is going to continue to astound us and we will start to see use cases around business. With money expensive, could marketing better balance acquisition and loyalty? Our core subjects are all going to see dynamic growth. But the regulators appear to have the means to really damage Meta, and the other walled gardens. That augurs well for merchant media and Newf. 
European Union privacy regulators have ruled that Meta Meta 4.47% decrease. Red down pointing triangle platforms incorporated shouldn't require users to agree to personalized ads based on their online activity. The Apple stranglehold on app stores looks to coming to an end, huge opportunities for some here but real damage to Apple and Google. Apple Incorporated is preparing to allow alternative app stores on its iPhones and iPads, part of a sweeping overhaul aimed at complying with strict European Union requirements coming in 2024. Plus plus. Brandtech consulting on working with brands on Web3 and the metaverse. Amazon is offering customers $2 per month for letting the company monitor the traffic on their phones doing some work on the true value of first-party data, until you know that it's hard to work out how much it's worth spending to earn it. $2 seems a bargain. Seemingly the highlight of AWS reInvent 2022, which I shared last week, was the launch of the Accenture Velocity platform, code developed with AWS. Well that's what Accenture say anyway. But it is interesting. Mr. Beast's $1.5 billion YouTube empire. An unmissable trunk plan breakdown. The CMO State of the Union by Wonderkind. Amazon is adding a TikTok-like feed of shoppable content to its app with Inspire, The Verge. See it on Amazon here. TikTok and Douyin Explained, The Citizen Lab. Fast fashion giant Shine explores becoming online marketplace.